Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, I'm Ryan. I'm Will. And I'm Ivan. And tonight, we review episodes five and six of The Traitors US. This is the podcast where we watch reality TV so you don't have to. Welcome to episode two of It's Just a Game. Welcome to episode two of It's Just a Game, the podcast where we watch reality TV so you don't have to. Joining me is Wilf. Hey, Wilf. Hello. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How you, how's your week been? It's been good. I'm surviving. <laughs> Fair, same. And also joining me is Ivan. Hey, Ivan. How's your week been? Hello, my friend. It's a bit different being this far away from you, but I'm well. I'm very well. How are you? This far away? What do you mean? You're literally in the room next door. Oh, yeah. We sleep together. What, what are you saying? <laughs> That's right. I've just gone into a different room to get some clear audio. But yeah, now I'll, I'll come kiss you on the head before you go to sleep. Now, let, let's just remind people uh, who haven't been here last week. Shame on you. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is a podcast that's all about reality TV. We're going to be chatting about the winning strategies, the hottest drama and the most iconic moments. Uh, last week, we talked about Secret Notes, Bearded Scottish Men and Invisible Biscuits uh, as we watched episodes <laughs> one to four of The Traitors US. Tonight, we're going to be looking at episodes five and six. As always, we're entering a spoiler zone. If you haven't seen episodes five and six of The Traitors US, go away. Come back when you've seen it. If you have seen them, don't worry about it. We won't spoil anything of what happens after episode six. Can I just start by bringing up something, picking up from last week, that's been utterly fascinating for me? So, um, John Ritchie, who is the actor who plays Fergus, has been in ah, touch. Fergus. He is a, he's an incredible man, and he has done a thread on Twitter over the weekend that I just wanted to draw to your attention. The way that it starts is what, what I wanted to pick up with you, which is, we said, 
Let's talk about the Scottishness of the show, starting with Fergus. So Fergus, well, John, asks this question. Wilf, you can answer this one. How do we know Fergus is Scottish? Um, he walked with an accent. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. He might yeah. not even be Scottish. Yeah, right. Is he Scottish? So no, surely he is. He's got this massive beard. The fact is, we make assumptions based on all the clues around us. But we were talking about this, and again, to coin a phrase here, like a hyper-realistic Scottish version of Scotland, where even Alan Cumming is putting on an accent. And so this whole thread is just challenging you to think about what makes Fergus Scottish, and like, whether we can actually make that claim. Well, this was great food for thought, and I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Like Right, guys. Okay, well, then now let's start with episodes five and six. Um, first question. Last week, we said our favourites were Michael, Amanda, Siri, Christian. Has this changed for you guys? Wilf, who's your favourites now you've seen episode five and six? Has, have you got anyone you really like? I'm starting to like Kate a lot. Oh, um, no, 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 no. I am. Um, I don't know. I just, find, I just find her hilarious. She's just like, do you know what? I don't really care anymore. I'm, I'm, she's not even doing any missions anymore. Oh, okay, we're, we're going to talk about the Rachel and Kate feud, but you know what? For that reason, I'm team Rachel. I love Rachel because she's telling Kate what's what. Yeah, I uh, couldn't. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But chucking barrels, I love Kate, but chucking barrels, yeah. I was like, no! Every time <laughs> Ivan, how has this changed for you? Who's, who's your fave now? Do you know what? In episode five, I was really enjoying Kyle, but I, he was riding for a fall and you could tell, right? So you're watching him being like, mate, he's onto it. He's doing well. He's made a connection. He's, he's figured it all out. He's played his hand too big, just like someone I know did. Uh, so I was enjoying him, but sort of seeing myself in him a little bit there. Um, also, Quentin. I mean, I know Quentin's wrong about who he he's thinks it is. He's wrong all the time, 100%. He holds himself with a level of sort of dignity that makes me just want to give him a massive cuddle. And I think, like, all I really want to see on TV is people I want to cuddle. And in his case, that and is... if you could give somebody a participation medal and only one person, <laughs> it would be Quentin, wouldn't it? Because he genuinely tried to find crumbs, but there is that he's really trying, but he's just rubbish. He's rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the man is trying to, to find crumbs, but uh, he's, he's not even in the pantry. <laughs> By the way, can we just put a moratorium on Invisible Biscuits, please? Can Absolutely not. Yeah. No? Oh. For, people, for people watching at home, we will be hiding an Invisible Biscuit in the first four episodes about the Traitors US. Find it and you win. What can they win? What do we, what do we, what do we win? This Invisible Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will send you a real biscuit. There you go. Uh, there you have it. But okay, now let's start about episode five. Because episode four finished with the traitors in a turret. And there started to be some tension a little bit. And in episode five, we pick this up. Yeah. We see stuff get personal. Siri trying to force Cody to murder Ryan because she's like, you know Ryan on the outside. And Christian steps in and he goes, yeah, but like, you're just trying to get him to prove his loyalty to us. We don't need to do that. And Christian is like, oh, well, traitors need to stick together. Um, which brings me to my first question of the night. Do traitors really need to stick together? At one point, do you just decide to betray, to backstab your fellow traitors? It's impossible, isn't it? Like, you've got to think about the, the game. The game will never end unless people do find traitors. So if you're at the end and there's three traitors near enough at the end, they're never going to finish the game, right? They're going to have to find traitors anyway. So you're going to have to turn on a traitor for the faithfuls to want to end the game. Because they're not going to go, yeah, we, yeah there wasn't yeah. been any traitors. Do you know what I mean? You're going to have to but turn at some point. When do you decide then to just go and throw the first shot? Because obviously in that battle, you need to be the first person to pull the knife. Well, whoever's whoever's showing their weakness and showing that they're, they're impacting the team, 
they're the people that sort of like, if they're bringing too much attention to you, to the traders as a whole, say, if you, if you, if you're baiting yourself as a trader, you're still harming the, the group itself. So that's the person who needs to go if they're, if they're doing it, or if you just get paranoid like me. <laughs> yeah. Just, I was going like, to ask yeah, Amanda. Yeah. Ivan, what do you think? Do you think it's just a case of who's going to get the most paranoid first? Or is there more strategy to back something traitors? Will is right in a sense that you can't start working with all the traitors until you can believe that the faithful can stop looking for traitors. So let's say there's been three eliminations, but through some uh, weird facet of the game, there's been three recruitments. Then you could start thinking about maybe working together as a three for the end of the game and winning as a three or maybe two. But it's like... What we see and we've seen in the UK version, and I think we're starting to see here is it doesn't work to have this many traitors. It, and so, so of course you're gonna start seeing these things because people start to align themselves and figure out, well, there's three of us, but which one of these two can I trust? Or, you know, which one of these two can I sell down the river towards the end? There will never be a happy three traitors once you get to episode nine or 10, mm. unless they've already got rid of about three of them. It's just impossible. And also I, I just feel like now I look at when I watch it back and now I think about it more knowing about the game because obviously we didn't really know about the game that much didn't have like, a clue, yeah. we didn't really know what was going on I think recruiting a traitor is just making it harder for yourself because it's another traitor you're going to have to <laughs> I mean, get you, out at some point like, you of all people paid the price except that the more tra the more traitors are eliminated the less likely the faithful are to think there are more traitors left so I know recruiting traitors is an absolute pain and it didn't work for you and it was horrible. But if you get to a stage in a game where you've recruited three, four, five, it's not gonna happen, but let's say you had and three, four, five have been eliminated and you were still left, you might be left in the game at the end. So the more yeah. traitors that have been recruited and eliminated, the more likely it is a traitor can win. So I guess if, if you're a traitor, if you're in that group and Wilf, you can tell us how you did it, but like, how do you protect yourself? How do you make sure you're the first one to throw the first shot? Well, it's the thing is, well, like when I, when I, um, backstabbed Alyssa, right? It was the only reason I backstabbed her is because she was the only other person who had several eyes on her. So it wasn't like I, I was just like, oh yeah, I think it's time to get rid of Alyssa. It wasn't that. It was literally like, I know that they're going to vote for me. She's the only one who's also on the chopping block. If I can convince enough people and then she does go out, I'm going to look like a faithful anyway. That's just a bonus. Do you know what I mean? Of her being a traitor. Right, and, and talking about Traitor's Tower, we've got to talk about Ciri's power. This woman is incredible. It's the way she just managed to convince Cody to murder Ryan. Even, like, she's up against Christian. Christian also doesn't want to do it, and she somehow manages to get into everyone's head and get the result she needed. The whole time, the first murder, she didn't pipe up. But this one, she wants something and she gets it. This woman is I, incredible. I, I don't think that's the case. I think she thinks... She, she, when you're there, yeah, you, you drink the Kool-Aid, right? So you, you believe, start believing your own random theories that aren't true. Like, so I genuinely think she weren't making a power move. I just think she was just like, I think you actually know him out from outside. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I think it was an invisible biscuit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I don't think it was her plan. I think she was just like... Do you think she just panicked? No, I think she was just like, you actually know this guy outside the, in the real world. Um, which is viable, you know? That some how of did she tell? That's the thing. How good have you got to be at reading people to find out? I don't know. You just, if somebody said, like, I remember after, after um, Alex and Tom came out, I literally was looking at everyone going, I think they could be a couple. They could be a couple. <laughs> they could be a couple. Do you know what I mean?
Like, yeah, start... okay, guys, we can we can drop the secret. Uh, me and Ivan, uh, <laughs> Ivan's my girlfriend. Yeah, and also Fergus and Claudia are in a happy relationship as well. Yeah, oh, um, so cute. She polishes her stag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, I'm so ashamed. Liable. I think what's really interesting here as well is she was doing that power play. She, whether it was true or not, whether she thought so or not, she was like very much making Cody, putting Cody on the back foot, making accusations. It doesn't matter if that's true or not. It is the powerful play that it's supposed to be. I think she deserves a single, very appreciative clap. Let, let's talk about the less strong one, Cody. Because the next morning at yeah. breakfast, oh, Cody God. messed up. He moved too mad. Honestly, like... <laughs> what, did, what did he say again? Remind me. So I look, can't... what happens there is that Cody at breakfast burns himself. Uh, Ryan has just been murdered by the traitors. Cody goes to Kyle, who's a really good friend of Ryan, and says, hey, look, just so you know, before Ryan was murdered, he told me that it's probably you, Kyle. And that backfires immediately because Kyle is like, no, that's impossible. We were so close. This could not have happened. So you're lying. And what would you lie unless you're a traitor? Yeah. He, and he, gonna... he just went up to him and went, here you go. Um, here's a shovel. <laughs> Will you start digging myself? That's what he did, though. He literally gave the guy a shovel. That was the, that was real bit of evidence like they actually found a bit of evidence that worked and a visible biscuit in a way yeah, no not even an invisible it was no, a it's visible yeah yeah visible biscuit yeah they found it and they literally just was like he said this and it just doesn't add up and then all of a sudden like because i don't think any suspicion was on cody he literally just blocked himself in that the beginning at that breakfast he literally Gee. ruined it for himself but would that. you not say that kyle was moving too mad ryan because kyle went crazy that day it's so weird watching it because you they always go look i i want to tell you something but don't tell anyone and that person <laughs> always goes tell everyone <laughs> kyle at one point um sits there right before the round table and tells andy the whole plan uh who andy listens responds be like gotcha it's all good you and me to the end, ride or die. And then cut to five minutes, Andy's like, I'm going to vote for Kyle. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, just don't tell anyone anything ever. Kyle, what are you doing? Well, I guess I got to ask you a wider question because I know what your take on this is. Is it a mistake to lie as a traitor? Because you've got to lie all the time already. Why would you add some lies? Yeah, it's pointless because what you do, like the reason I got so far is because I was just, I just played myself. I was just, I didn't lie about anything. I didn't drop, like I didn't really plant any seeds if you watch me i don't plant seeds i go with the flow right because yes. Alyssa planted seeds and then that if you're planting seeds people see you planting seeds that could mm. be suspicious um and everyone there is everyone's using herd mentality so you can't use that against someone and go oh you voted this person because of everyone else you go but aren't you doing that too that is what everyone's doing everyone wants to stay in right so if you start planting seeds and lying that you've had these conversations with people, people are just going to be like, and they all, like you said, yeah, this is what people do. They're like this, what you're like, oh, can you trust, I can trust you, yeah? And they're like, yeah, you can trust me, tell me. And then they tell them, then they go, yeah, this person. <laughs> <laughs> they do that. They literally, they they promise you, yeah, I won't tell anyone that. And they go straight over to someone and go, yeah, Cody said this, you know, like, mm. it's you shouldn't, you can't trust anybody in the game. I'm thinking if it were me, I finally have a visible biscuit. I've got something that tells me Cody's definitely a traitor. Why mm. would you go around and tell people, oh, he's a traitor? Why would you not maneuver this, try to get yourself recruited, try to use that a different way? That's really interesting. I wonder how you do that. But it was interesting because as soon as that happened, 
um, the traitors started going for Kyle. There was an amazing moment, again, Siri, like proper, proper play. They were all walking towards a billiards room and someone said, hmm, who's a really good friend of uh, Ryan? And obviously they were thinking of Cody and she went, Kyle. And they went, yeah, Kyle. Like she was just there to deflect, deflect, deflect. See the That's game a perfectly. great example of a traitor telling the yeah. truth, not telling a lie, but to deflect. What would you do in that situation? Ivan, cut your hair, go blonde, you're Kyle. Oh, mate, I was in a show called Summer House. No one knows what that show is, but I was in it. And I'm afraid it involves a house and summers. Well, I mean, I hope, I certainly hope so. Otherwise it'd be rubbish. Listen, what I would do is sit on it for a day. I would certainly not have done what he did, which is stand up and immediately go, we've got a runner. I got a 2191, whatever he said to the other guy. Like we've got a twister toner. <laughs> but the thing is, Ivan, you must have a lot of like shit in your sheets, mate, because you love to sit on things overnight. You're always like, any bit of info, oh, I'll sit on that overnight. <laughs> <laughs> sit on that overnight. I'm like, a, I'm like a chicken, just roosting a load of eggs. How many biscuits do you have in your bed? <laughs> oh, it's, it's awful. It's just as you climb in, you're like, oh, is there a little space for a little one in here? There's just like all sorts of a Tonka truck, there's a packet of biscuits, there's a note. But yeah, no, I don't know. I think it is a really good idea to wait with information because sometimes information that you don't reveal can become twice as effective if something else happens. But you're right. I mean, the only thing you could have done is gone to Cody and be like, Cody, I know you're a traitor and I've told one other person in this castle, if you send me home, they're going to vote you out. So I've got collateral. Now make me a, make me a traitor as soon as yeah, possible. Do you actually tell another person? That's what I think. No, you no, you don't. You definitely don't. But then they'll call you a bluff. They'll be like, you wouldn't tell another person because then they'll know you've been recruited. Unless you get another person with the agreement that, look, if I get recruited, I recruit you next. Oh, we're in the weeds now. I'm lost. Oh, oh I need a torch. <laughs> and then it's a chain of recruiting. So the person who's been recruited recruits a person who's been recruited. Oh, it's multi-level marketing now. <laughs> we're in a pyramid <laughs> scheme. <laughs> That's it, yeah. We're like, excuse me, start DMing Fergus. He's going to be like, I've got, a, I've got an interesting <laughs> proposition for you, Fergus. <laughs> Do you want to be a traitor? You get 20% off with my code TRAITOR20. It's traitor. <laughs> you recruit this traitor. Then you get to move up to being team leader, team leader traitor. <laughs> traitor leader, yeah. A recruiter, yeah, absolutely. And then you could be a traitor, regional traitor, traitor lead. <laughs> And then, and then, obviously, the ultimate rule is you want to be the national traitor. <laughs> then they go. Then they go. Look, um, I'm making. I'm making like twenty, twenty thousand <laughs> just by being a traitor for two hours a day. People are like, do you want to? Do you want to be like me? Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, and then next thing, many... next thing you know, by the end of the week, there's like six hundred people in a traitor tower just piled up <laughs> on top of one another. Not a single faithful. No one. No one's getting murdered because there's no one to murder. Suddenly, the, the, the only person making money is King Traitor at the top. <laughs> now we got to talk about these other two big characters because their hate story truly begins on day five. We've got to talk about Kate and Rachel. It's the oh. way we're like out of nowhere for some reason in episode five. Kate just goes, hey, by the way, I hate Rachel. Starts insulting yeah. her clothes. They start, <laughs> guys, there's two rules in life. You don't criticize clothes and you don't criticize moms. So, so do you, I did, yeah, what I did, yeah, and this is the God's honest truth. So, so to be clear, before, before Will says anything about anyone else's clothes, we'd like to tell everyone who's not watching the video, he is wearing a jumper, <laughs> which is just a massive zoomed out face of Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and the trousers, moms. And the trousers are also just the face of Nicolas Cage. All over them. I love Nicolas Cage. Now, now, now that you know this, now that you know that he's dressed top to toe in Nicolas Cage gear, now let's hear Will's opinion about, about the outfit story. Yes. No, I'm not even going to talk about fashion, right? I've got no, I've got nothing. I can't. But 
this is the God's honest truth. When that came out and she goes, I hate your outfit or something like that, yeah. I, was I like, wouldn't pick that outfit, no, so I can't trust the judgment. I had to, I rewatched. I started skipping, I went back to episode four and three and was skipping through to see their confrontation and there wasn't any. So I was just like- It came out of nowhere. I was like, so this is just new. So you just come out like, yeah, I don't like you by the way. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> It was so random. They, no, they, like, they've fallen out and them getting each other is kind of priceless. But they, like, once again, they're using their emotions, despite the fact that Kate's saying she's not, using their emotions and letting them get in the way of them. If you hate someone, that's not a reason to think they're a traitor. In fact, it's quite a good reason to keep them in. Well, because causing I'm, that kind of drama just keeps you in the, in the, well, in the line of sight. Well, their feud is good for the traitors. I, I just got... I'm a bit of a bullying match, to be honest, between both of them, where... It was like they've literally gone. Every faithful in that show has said it's idle. It's one of them. Like that's all they said. It's one of them. Just because they're arguing, like it just doesn't make sense. But you know what? If you're getting involved in a feud, if you're bringing that attention on yourself, you've got to be faithful because a traitor would never get the kind of attention on themselves. They wouldn't put themselves in that much danger. Yeah, the behaviour in, especially in the task in episode six, where she's chucking away barrels, like no traitor would do that. No traitor would risk chucking attention to herself. Episode five, I swear to God. She but, is in a mission, like she's throwing actual money <clears throat> down the hill. But how many times, so you remember at the round table on, on the UK version when we was actually sitting there and you had, I think it was Imran and Theo had a feud and everyone could just sit back and relax. Like even the traitors, everyone just sat back going, well, at least we're not going tonight. Like, yeah, yeah. So you do just, you feel good. Like it's so bad because you think I'm safe now just because these two are going at each other. I'm thinking, I think it was Imran and Theo, but I can't remember from the top of my head. Um, but there was definitely a feud going on and a lot of us would just sat, sit back and be like, well, we're going to vote with one of them just because, mm. like, do you know what I mean? Ivan, in coming years, do you think people are going to make themselves really annoying on purpose because if everyone hates them, they get to stay the game? Yep. yep. I, I, I want to be the middleman. I'm going to be the person. So say there's Kate and Rachel hate each other. I'm going to go over to Kate and go, yeah, Rachel said you're a bitch. I'm <laughs> <laughs> throwing fuel to it for a laugh. Well, talking, talking about Kate, uh, I've got to talk about the missions because once again... They have a really weird take on the missions. They keep making the point that it's like, oh, like, the more you do the mission, the more likely you to be faithful. Siri, who's a traitor, even goes as far as saying, hey, I want to push the barrels just so everyone sees I'm a faithful and I'm getting money for the faithful price spot. And that logic just doesn't make sense because it's the same price spot for everyone. Mm. Like, it doesn't say anything. The, the missions are completely completely useless. The only thing you can do is look who's feeling guilty, look who's very tired, those kinds of things. Pushing a barrel up a hill is never going to tell you who a traitor is. <laughs> Even if it says it on the side of the bloody barrel, you can't figure it out. <laughs> like, do you know what? That person was pushing a barrel with one hand. I think he could be a traitor. He, was... <laughs> he, had, he had a dagger in the other hand, probably. <laughs> he, was he was wearing, wearing a cloak. <laughs> Guys, do you want to know a secret? Go on. Go on. This is secret backstage gossip. With a low voice. No, nobody will. Listen, here's the secret. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And... Don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? 
Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. All the eliminating contestants were hiding in that massive barrel. <laughs> Can we you imagine if they'd done that with the uh, with the UK version, rolling around, and I'd, been, and I'd been eliminated before? Imagine pushing me in a barrel. No, well, I mean, it, listen, it was horrible. It was dark. It was full of whiskey. Um, it was it was a tough time for all of us. It may have been hard for you pushing us up the hill. It was even harder for us rolling back down again. I tell you that. Oh, um, yeah. Talking about the challenges, like. Alan Cumming is living his best life in there. He was just chilling on top of the hill during the barrel mission. He was chilling at the confessional. The guy just sits down. He's he's so calm. He's so happy. He's living in Macbeth. And he takes extraordinary pleasure in saying the word dollars. And I just I just want to sort of really... Sorry, what, what does it say? What word? Dollars. <laughs> dollars. Every time he says it, Dollars. <laughs> Can somebody please do a supercut of just every time Alan Cumming says dollars in yeah. the because it's it would it would be a, like hypnotic because sometimes it's dollars and sometimes it's dollars. Do you think we could pop pop that on the screen right now if on the video version just the loads of clips of him doing that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was amazing. I enjoyed that video. We all just definitely watched. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I need to talk about. Traitors again. There's a lot of stuff going on in Traitors' life uh, in these two episodes. And murdering friends. You picked up on something earlier today, which is that Quentin, or chief analyst who gets every call wrong, um, <laughs> he goes at one point, he's so close to getting it right, and yet he's so far. When he realizes Ryan has been murdered, he goes, Oh, it's got to be one of Ryan's friends. It's got to be Kyle. That's why he voted Ryan out. It's like, you're so close to it. It is one of Ryan's friends, but you're so far from it. He's genuinely really, like, I feel like everyone's trying, but he's trying to think, he's trying to way too hard. I'm thinking about <laughs> a bit too much, I think. I don't know. Ivan, you're a person, right, who... Who tries too hard, yeah. You're, you analyse a lot. Do you think if you overanalyze through the process that it can lead you in the wrong wrong direction? Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially when you've got nothing to go on, and you know, I think he's he's baking invisible biscuits in the corner, just <laughs> happily munching away. Why aren't I any more full? I mean, so many of these bloody biscuits. The tea's not tea's getting cold. He's dipping it. He's he's just you know yeah. He's overanalyzing. He's making connections that aren't there, and he is he's trying too hard. Everyone's mind's doing that all the time. You don't have to do it out loud, and he's choosing to do it out loud. But then every time it comes to the actual votes. He turns over his sight with such dignity. I'm voting for you, Kate. And it's like, oh, mate. Oh, sweet. Oh, you're cute. 
But you know what? He had a good point when he said that, oh, um, Ryan's been murdered. It's got to be somebody who was close to, to Kyle. And it makes me think, because it's a strategy you had, Wolf. You always say, befriend and betray. Does murdering friends help? Or could murdering friends actually bring the attention back to you? Well, for, for me, it was about, like, because um, I knew <clears throat> I'm an emotional person. So in my mind, I was like, if I befriend these people and become close to them, when I do murder them, I'll have genuine reactions. So I won't have to try and act. Does that make sense? So it was like, mm. I just thought, if I get rid of these people, I'm going to struggle with it. So it will make it more realistic because I'll actually be upset. And then, and also people would just be like, oh, that he couldn't have done that. That's his friend. <laughs> that I was thinking. And then towards the end, like I said, you start thinking about who you actually want to win if you lose as well. You start thinking about that the last mm. like, like few, well, I'd say the last three, three days, you start, you can't befriend, you can't betray because you need the votes. Do you know what I mean? So you have to mm. stop that befriend and betray befriend stuff. Befriend only, yeah. Can I uh, introduce to you my new recurring segment, Barmy Strategies That Might Just Work. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I love I love the little jingle. Da, 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 da. Bam. So here's one that you could try that's really fun actually. Mm -hmm. You announce on day one that everyone should vanish in order of alphabetical order, right? Uh, and just well, right, fine with that. <laughs> banish the next person in the alphabet. What's interesting is that you know who the final few are gonna be. So then you watch who gets murdered. If a traitor is A, they're going to be like, no, let's not do that. Obviously, let's not do that. So will a faithful because they won't want to go home. But then you watch the murdering strategies. If someone with a, with a very, very late in the alphabet gets murdered, the question is why? Because you remember the person last in the alphabet who still survives is going to win the entire money, right? So you can find out who the traitors are by working out who they kill so they're last in the queue to be banished. And that's my Barbie strategy that might just work. <laughs> well, Ivan, last week I said thank you for another lesson in strategy. This week I will not say thank you. <laughs> Stay tuned for another stupid one. <laughs> no, I'm going to talk about um, probably the most useless twist in the history of the traitors. Trial. At the end of episode five, Alan knocks on the door, and in the beginning of episode six, the traitors find out they can't murder tonight. They've got to put somebody on, on trial. It's great if you're a faithful and you're not on trial, because that's two nights you're surviving, guaranteed. It's bad if you're a traitor. First question is, is the trial twist the most user twist in the history of the traitors? No, I think it was really good for us. Like, for, for us on the U.S. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you, cause you got lucky with Red Breakfast and Alex and Tom just coming out of nowhere being like, hey, she's my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like, it could unveil so much randomly. So I think it's good just to throw in a little bit of something different and then nobody gets murdered so everyone can have a, another day together as well. Um, so, but I don't... I don't know. I think with a Kate and Rachel in it, like they hated each other already, so they're both on trial. And they're like, "You put me on trial? No, you must have put me on trial." <laughs> well, I guess I've got I've got to ask: How do you pick who goes on trial, and do you let any traitors put themselves on trial? Um, <clears throat> so initially, I was going to put myself on trial. I was just like, "Yeah, I'm going to do it," and then I was like, "Actually, there's some really smart people there that will think we've put one of us has put ourselves on trial." So it was like, "I don't think that's a smart logic, actually. I think that's the obvious logic." Yeah. But I think loads of people would think that a traitor would put themselves on trial, especially when they're blatantly going to ask, can a traitor put themselves on trial? And then once they confirm that, that that's going to lead them down a invisible biscuit route, right? So it was like, 
for me, choosing... So we chose Ivan, John and Alex, right? And I think Ivan was just for the fact is he was really intelligent and it was like, we're going to merge at some point anyway. And like, so attractive as well. That was part of the reason, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was just so beautiful and so yeah. clever mm. that we we just need to kill him. Alex was just random. We was just like, um, Amanda was like, let's put Alex under a little bit of pressure. And then um, John was because he was voted the most likely to be faithful. So we wanted to let him know that 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 made him a target. We wanted him to be clear that because he was the most likely to be faithful, that that would put him under pressure. And obviously, like, yeah, he went a bit nuts. Um, Alex got, Tom went a bit nuts. Ivan was just quite upset about it. I ate a few nuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you ate these nuts. <laughs> Ivan, I've got to ask you now, your traitor, how do you pick who goes on trial and do you put any traitors in the mix? First, can I just say I agree with you, Brian. It's a stupid twist because, yeah, it's stuff, but it doesn't benefit anyone. It's not like the traitors are like, yay, we don't get to murder. They want to murder. And it's not like the faithful's like, yay, we go on trial. Who'd have put on trial? Yeah, probably me. Probably, probably, probably would have put me on trial. Um, I probably would have picked people who are loud. Um, I think putting no traitors on trial is the, is the correct strategy because it just turns eyes on those three people. And as you know... The more eyes on you, the more likely it is somebody's going to start to narrow those eyes and guess, then you know what's going to happen. I guess next year, now you've seen traitors never putting themselves on trial, would you put yourself on trial as a traitor? They will never do trial again. I can 100% guarantee you. I was thinking about this while I was making my dinner this evening, Ryan. I was thinking, they can, there's a number of twists. There's infinite twists you can do in this game. They're never going to go back to trial. It's done. It's solved. It's finished. We never have to think about it again. Let's move on. Okay, then. So if you could put a great twist in there, Ivan, what what oh. twist would you add to the next series if you could add one? Um, if I had to introduce a twist, I'm just going to get some inspiration from Werewolves, which is this classic game that, you know, the trace has been in, um, has come from. I would introduce a seer role, somebody who has the information, who has the knowledge, who knows who the traders are, but who just really has to convince everyone else to follow him. And nobody knows that there's a seer. Nobody knows that he has that information. So he's really like, so nobody's going to trust him more than anyone else. And if you cast the right person for that, somebody who maybe struggles to convince people, you can make this really interesting because then you've got this person in the game who's safe, who will not get murdered, but who can get banished and who knows who the traders are. Uh, two ideas, both of them involving the money. Uh, one is a werewolf role called Tanner that I'd change it slightly. So the Tanner's role is they have to be murdered or banished in the first night. If they are murdered or banished in the first night, they win the entire game. Now, what I do is I'd say if they win, if they're murdered or banished in the, in the first night, then they become part of the winning team. Uh, or they could return in, in the final, they could skip straight to the final, something like that. So you know there's a Tanner, you don't know who it is. You don't even find out who they are when they're eliminated. But if you're the Tanner, you're spending the first day trying to get eliminated. Think about it. The first episode's really boring. So the Tanner solves that problem. My second extra bit would be uh, a soothsayer, which is it's a new idea that I've had. Thanks. Copyright. Um, every morning, a faithful who is secretly a soothsayer goes to have a uh, confessional and predicts who's going to get banished. If that person does get banished, they steal £3,000 from the prize pot. So it's fun because, first of all, people see the money going down and they've got another person to try and eliminate who isn't the traitor. But second of all, the soothsayer can spend all day trying to manipulate people to banish a certain person, but for a different reason than everyone else thinks. So it's a different sort of traitor role. You don't get to murder, but you do get to manipulate, predict and steal money. I think it'd be a great twist for an next series. 
Will, if you can add a twist, what are you adding? So I've got two. So my first one would be something to do with missions. I'd want so I'd want there to be something if somebody fails a mission or the bottom three in a mission is of some kind, they're the people that have, they will be chosen, like the traitors have to choose from them three people. So then people have to work really hard and try and throw under pe people under the bus for a journey. That feels like really brutal and it really limits you can get murder. So let me throw that on the head. What if the people who do best get immunity in a mission? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, but that's the same as the shields. That's basically similar yeah, to Yeah, but not really because, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but the shield or, protects you. Yeah, fair. We can take from among us, we can take the uh, shapeshifter role so I can magically turn into Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> And then go over what? to... You, you're going to have to start eating a lot for that. <laughs> no, but like, imagine you could shapeshift into somebody else and run over to someone and go, yeah, <laughs> I'm <aiming> people. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I want to I say the trial may have been useless, but I do want to spare a thought because at the end of episode five, at the beginning of episode six, poor Amanda just disappears out of nowhere. We don't know where she's gone. She's told, like, she's told everyone out there, and now we know what happened is probably the most devastating thing that could happen to any of us. She got COVID halfway through the show, uh, which is horrible for her. And some say, some say you can still hear her screams on a cold, windy night in Ardross Castle. <laughs> oh, you should be a writer. That was bad. I think her. Fergus kidnapped her. <laughs> <laughs> She's on a boat. <laughs> in the middle of a lake. With a flame, with a torch. <laughs> well, look, um, clearly an exciting first few episodes. And it ends on day six. Christian and Siri have a chat in private where they're like, yeah, I think Cody's gone too far. We need to throw him into the bus. And we leave on this cliffhanger. We don't know if Siri is going to throw the casting vote and is going to throw Cody under the bus. Prediction, what, what do you think happens next? Do we finally see traitors and fighting begin? Or does she back up the traitors? I think she's brutal because she's already said, she's already made it known that she's she's willing to do anything already. Mm -hmm. She's already made it known, had strong discuss discussions with them. So I think I wouldn't put it past her to, to throw him under the bus. Ivan, what do you think is happening next? It makes sense for her to throw him under the bus, but it also makes sense that we slowly zoom out from the shot of Cody being thrown under the bus to see that the driver of the bus is Fergus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Fergus, the guy just does everything. He drives, he polishes stags, he holds torches. Probably wipe, he probably wipes uh, Alan at the end of the day. Well, I mean, those are the main things you've got to do as a potentially Scottish man. Uh, well, uh, on that note, uh, I think that was a pretty interesting debrief of episodes uh, five and six. Uh, looking forward to episode seven. Should we do this again? Right yeah. Right now? Episode seven and eight? Yeah, let's do it. I'd That's love cool. that. I'd also love for everyone who's listening who isn't subscribed to subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And then also scroll down a bit, press the thing that says five stars and then put a little sentence being like, this is really great in a review. And it's just going to make us yeah. more visible, which we yeah, know. Some, really something visible. along the lines of, oh my God, this Ryan guy, I've never heard him on the show, but he's so fit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, look, we'll be back next week. Uh, maybe some special guests as well along the way. We've promised we'd have some special guests and there's a few names coming. If you liked us, you've heard the guy, you subscribe to the podcast, you tell a friend about it, you give us five stars, you give us a like, you follow us on social media at itsjustagame.podcast on TikTok on Instagram. Um, and thank you for tuning in. I'm Ryan Rashidi. You can follow me on Instagram at the Gram of Ryan. You can follow me at Wilfred Webster Official on Instagram and Wilfred Webster on TikTok. I'm at Ivan Brett on everything apart from some things which I'm not that on. 
and from all of us here at see you next week and goodbye Bye. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.